November 2019 and welcome back to Fear is Our Faith. I am Brother Joseph, the messenger. I had intended to do a piece on Yeshua today and walk with him performing some of his major miracles. But realizing the time of year, I chose instead to express my thoughts on our history in the making. It is the end of the celebrated Black History Month now and once again, we ready ourselves to forget everything we have seen and heard. This may be because we have not seen or heard anything worthy of remembrance. Therefore, for those of you jumping around at your successful representations to those 35 people, take note. This system does not fund messages worthy of remembrance. As Nubians, when we think about it, although tomorrow never comes, for us, it still comes too soon. You see, it only takes 48 hours for today to become yesterday. And unfortunately, that is all the time we need to mess up our lives because we have not taken care of business today. You really must get to know yourselves, who you are and your purpose in this world. Get to know your Father in the heavens. He does not charge anything. It is free. That wisdom is real freedom. I had always thought Black History Month celebrations to be a good thing. And then I asked myself, how is it Caucasians do not celebrate White History Month? Because it does not make sense. That is why. I guess without this month, most of us Nubians would never remember where we are from. That is very sad, but also strikingly true, as most of us do not actually know where we are from, our language, or even our own names. So sad as still that the people who caused all this mayhem and confusion in the first place are the very ones Nubians go to for funding in order to promote this history. The very ones responsible for obliterating their history. Here is a hint for those who rely on such funding assistance. Choose the portion of history which is most negative to you and which causes you the most pain and discomfort, and you will achieve good funding for your efforts. Try the Atlantic slave trade once more. We should celebrate this moment in our history, this moment. The moment when we remember who our father really is and who we are supposed to be, the children of our father in the heavens and at the same time ensuring it is history in the making. Those who do evil decimates the people of our nations in ways which the mind can only describe as a frightening depiction of hell. And then you are indoctrinated with a book transcribed from the teachings of our own ancient scholars, which says, love your enemies and forgive those who persecute you. Step out of religion. Remove the blindfolds and earplugs. Remember the reality of your father in the heavens and you will not need to love your enemies because you will have none. And you will not need to forgive your persecutors as there will be none. They will all fear you for your wisdom and for your knowledge of who they are. It is time to end the curse of Deuteronomy. Do you follow? This is what we've become. These days, Nubians have become increasingly demonic. I refer to those of us, the remnants of the great exodus. 
assimilating ourselves in the ways of those who would do evil, whilst at the same time employing ideologies of self-hate on their behalf. We all know this, but we still do it. We still live a created lie, referring to ourselves as a color rather than as a race, and judging each other on the merits of that color, just as they do. The truth is, we have assimilated ourselves into the realm of jealousy and hypocrisy, and we love it. Now, before my brothers out there begin measuring the size of my neck, let me ask one question. How many of you out there believe it is possible to orchestrate a spiritual revolution for and on behalf of our people without betrayal before its completion? There is no need to respond because I have never heard one Nubian brother say of another, I could do business with him or her, except in a derogatory manner. But I have heard, me? You can't trust them. They're two lion teeth. Then again, that is just the legacy of our enslavement, isn't it? We are the ragtag remnants of an enslaved people. Warriors died early or suffered deportation to atrocious environments and a very short lifespan. All that remained was we, cooks, housekeepers, yes-men, work mules, and cowards. All others died. All that was left was the beaten-down submissive, unable to form friendships or show love in fear of the lash. Men and women, afraid to show love, locking their righteous spirits away, in the darkness of fear. And yet, it is still the Aryan who was responsible for our freedom from their imposed bondage. So is he really the devil or just a wicked individual? A lost brother? Perhaps, yes, perhaps a lost brother. Because brother he is, whether he be the devil or not, he is from the same gene pool. I imagine there are a number of brothers and sisters out there right now, steeped in religion, foaming at the mouth. He is the Antichrist, they will say, the epitome of evil. You must not listen to him. He will drag you into hell. You must listen to them. And know they are right. They are correct. As they who do evil do everything in reverse and they are actually speaking of themselves without knowledge. They say, follow this as taught, or you will go to hell, which they describe as a domain cloaked in misery, discomfort, and eternal conflict and pain. Now, remove the blindfolds, so you may see clearly that which takes place here in the hell of your own making. The devil says, do as I say, or you will go to hell. When to do as he says, blindfolds the truth, keeping you in servitude to him and the creation of your own hell. A hell in which you can never apportion blame on him. It is a hell created by him, but with your knowledge and with your blessing. All one needs to remember is, life is a circle. In the year 3535
need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do, and say is in the pill you took today. In the end, 45, 45, ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you. It is 2039, and during the last decade, the population of this world has expanded rapidly. We have gradually developed powers and an ability to expand our wisdom that was unimaginable centuries before. This wisdom has created a new level of understanding, and after a millennium of conflict, we now exist in peace and goodwill. Having uncovered the connections, we are now in harmony with each other, creation, and our universe. The greatest mystery for scientists and historians, how has it taken us so long to understand this simple equation? We have begun exploring the furthest regions of our galaxy and negotiating highways among the stars, and we have discovered an M-class planet with atmospheric ingredients suitable for sustaining our life. The new planet is in the second galaxy and would take years to reach, even with our advanced technology. And a speedy surveillance probe is sent. Should it be inhabited, we needed to know to what level of advancement for the purpose of peaceful communication. We have discovered other forms of life in our galaxy, some of whom are quite unwelcoming. And in this, we have learnt there is a high price to pay for mistakes in the cosmos. It is 2043, and we receive transmitted results from the surveillance probe. The news is good, as this planet is uninhabited and truly capable of sustaining life. We will be able to commence the building of great cities without the need of terraforming. However, we have noted there is a certain amount of tectonic activity taking place, which seems to cause rapid changes in the terrain. It is 2044, and we now know the changes taking place on that planet are not due solely to tectonic activity, but to the passing of time in that hemisphere, which is much faster than here. And what we have been observing is actual changes in the growth of that planet as it occurred over time. 2047, and a second, far more advanced probe is sent, equipped with the latest artificial intelligence and a cargo of DNA strains, to be the building blocks of future labourers. This year, we are also sending a small armada. Two ships, one, a cargo of architects, scientists and engineers, cloned, accompanied by the youngest and most promising of all sages, and the other, building materials, to start the process of inhabitancy. 2051, we arrive at our new home and see it has evolved with many new species of life, much smaller in stature than we. And the beasts too, when compared to unaffected strains, were also of a smaller size. They had evolved into a multitude of varieties and numbers. They were also as savage and as dangerous as we had been before the growth of enlightenment. Some of these new species had inherited great essences of wisdom and knowledge and was attempting to contact us. They built monuments in our honour with the use of our labourers and utilisation of the sun. However, we removed the remaining unaffected strain 
and realize the wisdom retained in this new hybrid, together with their speed of evolution, would make them a great threat to our Father in the heavens and the order in this galaxy. Should they continue unencumbered, we would be responsible. We cannot leave, but need to remain in observation. Using our building materials, we created a planet observatory as a means of destroying that which we had created in error, should their savagery continue and wisdom become too great. The enlightened ones paid homage to us at night, when our ship was most visible, whilst the lesser enlightened retained their savagery and a limited knowledge of their true heritage. The threat to our presence grew stronger as everywhere on this planet they began building monuments to us and paying homage. And so, we decided to destroy all we had created and return home. We mercilessly drowned the inhabitants we had spawned, and with the receding tide, we bade the sand remain and cover all knowledge of our existence. 2065. They are all the offspring of our gene pool, and they are resilient. They have survived, and the sage has granted them mercy. He has taken responsibility for their growth through communication with those who have sought us. He has decided they are our genes created by us. To love them is to love ourselves. And therefore, we must teach them how to achieve the wisdom. We have remained here for many revolutions of their timeline, and our eminence remains steadfast, citing us as being responsible for the lost children on this planet. This ball of confusion in the galaxy, he insists on calling the Earth. In closing, whether the God we pay homage to is a man, or as I believe, something more obvious and less conceited, we should be fighting ourselves for a greater understanding of it, rather than fighting each other for ownership of something inherited by every individual and yet cannot be claimed by anyone to be their own. The religious among you may think on this and disapprove. It is an inherent prerogative when discussing any circle of change. It might also be that you do believe and approve. Or you might simply say, that was interesting. Now, there is a thought. Whatever your decision, you may still consider my hypothesis unlikely, but to prove it wrong, you would first need to find the beginning of the circle. Until next time, this is Brother Joseph, the messenger, saying thank you for listening. And thank you, Messrs. Zegler and Evans, for that little insight from 1977. <laughs>